The story is familiar. Jesus took Peter, James, and John up a high mountain and was transfigured before them. Moses and Elijah appear in conversation with Jesus. A bright cloud appears. A voice from the cloud is heard saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. The disciples witnessed this. They heard the voice, and they were very much afraid. This theophany of Jesus Christ is revealed toward the end of his public life and ministry. In it, we experience the revelation of the Blessed Trinity, Father, seen in the voice from the cloud, Son, in the person of Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit in the shiny, bright cloud. This parallels or recalls the theophany of Christ at the start of his public life at his baptism. The first theophany at his baptism in the River Jordan gives insight and teaches us about our own baptism. Today's theophany is similar. It happens at the threshold of the Passover and the Paschal mystery of Christ, shown in the Transfiguration, and it gives insight, teaches us, and gives us hope of our resurrection as we gaze on the glory and the victory of Christ's resurrection. What the apostles experienced on Mount Tabor with Jesus strengthened their faith in anticipation of Christ's passion. It prepared them for his ascent to Calvary. It was a privileged moment, as it were, to remove the scandal of the cross from the hearts of the disciples of the hearts of the disciples. The transfiguration of Christ occurred six days after he speaks of his passion and impending death and instructs the disciples on the doctrine of the cross. It follows rather immediately upon St. Peter's confession of faith in Christ, the same Peter who with the other apostles misunderstood and scorned the talk of Jesus and the prediction of his impending passion. Jesus must go to Jerusalem, he said, to suffer many things, be killed, and be raised on the third day. The apostles did not understand this. They wanted no part of it. They did not want it to befall Jesus. The Transfiguration precedes Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem while it ushers in the Paschal mystery of Christ, that Paschal mystery most solemnly commemorated on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. The transfiguration of Christ is a rather mysterious episode in the life of Jesus in the life of the apostles Peter, James, and John, as well as the life of the church in her entirety. It foretells the glory and the triumph of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and of his ascension into heaven while anticipating the glory of heaven, that heaven 
where the faithful will know God and see him face to face, living with him forever through all eternity. On the holy mount of the transfiguration, we discover the intersection of the Old and New Testaments, represented by Moses, Elijah, Peter, James, and John. The intersection of the Law and the Prophets, that is, the revealed promise of the Father fulfilled in his Son, Jesus, and the intersection of the hoped-for resurrection and its inauguration in Christ. Peter, James, and John, who accompanied Jesus on Mount Tabor, likewise were with him at the cure of Simon Peter's mother-in-law, at the raising of the daughter of Jairus from the dead, and at his agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. Today, we see them with him at his transfiguration, where the face and the clothing of Christ becomes dazzling with light. Here, Moses and Elijah, representing law and prophets, the very foundation of Jewish life and morality, religion, spirituality, and worship, are gathered in conversation with him who is the embodiment of law and prophet, life and salvation, he who is God himself. The stance of Moses and Elijah is one of one being on the right hand of Jesus, the other on his left, with Jesus in the center, visually similar to the image of Christ in glory depicted in the icon over the altar, with Mary and John, their gaze fixed on Jesus, pointing toward him. Moses and Elijah are there on the mountain with Christ. They are there in obedience and deference, service and humility, directing all their attention and energies to him who both sums up and from whom law and prophet flow. Great. So what about us? What does this mean for us? Like Peter, James, and John, we can pray that we be strengthened to confess our faith in Christ, that we may ever deepen our commitment to live the life of the Blessed Trinity at all times and in all circumstances of life. Like Moses, Elijah, and the apostles, may we always keep our gaze and attention ever fixed on Jesus. May our hearts be ever filled with thanksgiving for God's promise and fidelity. And may we in turn then live this new life of the resurrection evermore as we await the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.